Happy Friday, everybody. It is Friday, February 5th, 2021. This is the Second Half Podcast. I'm Tom Powell, and if you're listening to this, that means you made it through another week, and margaritas are in order. Uh, Before we get to the stuff we're going to talk about, the topics we're going to talk about this week, as a reminder, like I do every week, if you can, swing by the website, oldhippymedia.com, oldhippymedia.com. Um, I keep telling you every week that that's where you're going to find links that you, where you can buy my first two books. But this week, you can also find the link to my new merch store. We have t-shirts, long and short sleeve. We have hoodies, sweatshirts, phone cases, coffee mugs, stickers, buttons, magnets, greeting cards, notebooks, aprons, sweatpants. All kinds of shit. Tote bags, throw pillows. You name it, we got it. Over 150 different items for you guys to choose from. So when you go to the website, click on the merch page, and it's going to give you a link and where you can go to buy buy the new Tom Powell Jr. second half podcast show merch. Once again, that's oldhippymedia.com. As a reminder, like I do every week, I also like to tell you guys who are finding me for the first time that this is an amateur podcast. It is not done professionally. It's not recorded in a soundproof studio. It's not professionally edited and mixed. It's done in a home office. You might hear a delivery guy come to the door and the dogs go nuts. You're going to hear some background noise in this that is not typical of most of the podcasts that you listen to. I apologize in advance. It's just, it is what it is. So don't freak out too much about that. All right, having said all of that garbage, let's get on with the topics of the week. Got a little bit to discuss this week. We've got a handful of uh, topics, and the first of which is my utter disappointment currently with the medical community in the United States. Someone I know is attempting to get a medical marijuana card for an approved illness. They've been suffering with migraines, severe migraines, for over two years. They have a general practitioner. They have a neurologist. The general practitioner says that they would be willing to sign off on it if the neurologist says it would help, and the neurologist refuses to sign off on it due to personal, personal issues with marijuana. Not because they did any research and came to a conclusion. It literally admitted that it was a personal objection. A licensed neurologist refuses to prescribe approved medication to their patient who has been suffering for over two years due to a personal issue with the medication. It's shameful. Shameful. And and the the general physician, the general practitioner is is down with with going ahead with it, but they don't know enough about it, and they're afraid of losing their license, which is a hundred percent understandable. Truly, it is. But your your patient's suffering. It's an approved medication, and nobody will open up the medicine cabinet for this patient. Uh, It's shocking to me that it is 2021 and we still have physicians making medical decisions for their patients based off of decades-old dogma, lies, and propaganda. Absolutely shameful. You know, at least the general practitioner is admitting that they don't know enough about it so they want to hear from somebody who has experience in it but sadly the person who's treating the migraines it's not even coming at it from a, 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 a standpoint of experience or not experience just a personal issue this country is never 
going to get around the corner with medical marijuana until the doctors turn over in this country, until we stop having doctors in this country that were raised on the Just Say No campaign and the Dare campaigns of the past. we got a long way to go in this country, folks. And I'm being dead serious to any doctor that hears this. If you're having second thoughts about prescribing medical marijuana that's approved in your state to one of your patients for a debilitating disease, then you need to take a long, hard look inward. Because you are not serving your patients. You're doing a disservice to your patients. It's a shameful display. A shameful display. But, I mean, the fact that they, the neurologist admitted that it was due to a personal issue with marijuana. I'm sorry, with the, that drug. Right off the bat tells me you don't know what the fuck you're talking about because it's not a drug. It never has been a fucking drug. But you know who thinks it's a fucking drug? People who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. You may know a lot about the brain. You may know a shit ton. You are infinitely smarter than I will ever fucking be. But on this subject, you're fucking wrong. And so the fight continues. The fight continues in 2021 against quote-unquote medical professionals who still don't know what the fuck they're talking about when it comes to marijuana. It's a goddamn disgrace. I got nothing to worry about. I got tons of it, right? I can get it wherever the fuck I need to get it. It's, it's legal for recreational use here. And the person can go get it for recreational use, Right? They need medical marijuana. They need to be able to to show people a card in certain areas of their life as a reason why they have this on them. But no. We're still living off of fucking lies and propaganda in this country. It's a goddamn fucking disgrace. I don't don't know if we're going to see it in my lifetime. All right? I mean, what... If I'm lucky, I got 30 years left. If I'm fucking lucky, 30 years. Think we're going to bridge this gap in three decades? I don't know. It's been close to five decades that I've been alive, and we're still operating under the same fucking bullshit rules when it comes to this stuff. Bet you those doctors don't have a problem prescribing fucking pain pills, though, huh? I guess it all depends on who the fucking dealer is nowadays. Sorry, I need to get off the subject because I'm starting to get fucking pissed off. I literally, literally am turning red thinking about it. How how fucking insane this still is. So, we're going to move on. We're going to move on to another subject that's chapped my ass this week because I'm on a little bit of a fucking rant right now. Go ahead and fucking yell at me later. It's my show. I can yell into my microphone if I want to. Salespeople, <clears throat> specifically telephone salespeople, specifically male telephone salespeople because that's typically who does what I'm about to discuss here. You guys need to know something right off the bat, salespeople, telephone salespeople. When I answer my phone, because it's a local number and you guys don't call from wherever the fuck you actually are, you guys find some local number to make it look like somebody locally is trying to get a hold of me. So whenever I answer my phone and you start off your spiel with, Tom, how you been? Like, we're old buddies. Like, like we know each other and we just haven't talked in a hot minute. You need to understand that already I will never buy whatever the fuck it is you're selling. We aren't friends. We aren't pals. We don't know each other. You don't know me. You don't get to talk to me that way. 
but because you're a slimy fucking salesperson that can't do anything better with their fucking life, you're going to call up my phone and pretend like we know each other and we're old buddies. Fuck you. I don't give a shit. I don't, you could be giving away Cadillacs. I wouldn't take one. Because you're too fucking slimy to be trusted. Yeah, can you tell I'm on a bit of a rant this morning? <sighs> Sorry. I'll calm down. Please change your sales tactics as to better maximize your sales potential. Nah, that doesn't work for me. Fuck you. Change how you're doing shit because you're a fucking asshole. Nobody fucking likes it and everybody fucking hates you and you're going to fucking die alone. Yes, I'm salty right now. (laughs) So let me give you a feel-good story. One that'll make you laugh a little bit before we get into the political stories of the week. I'll give you one that'll, that'll give you a chuckle on your drive to and from work. You might want to turn the volume down if you got me on speaker because I'm going to talk about things that are not going to necessarily be safe for work unless you work in a work environment that doesn't mind some of this shit. So, all right. As I told you guys, if you follow me on social media or if you listen to this podcast on a regular basis, I've told everybody that I was going in to have a medical procedure done this past week. It's a cystoscopy. I still don't know what the fuck it's called. I still I, I had it done and I still don't know what the fuck it's called. It's um <coughs> excuse me. That's where they shove a camera up your dick to take a, a video of the inside of your bladder. Okay, it's a sask it's a dick camera. That's what it is. I, stop stop with the fucking fancy words and the opposites and the ispices and the, whatever the fuck you can. it's a dick camera. I had a camera shoved up my dick this week, folks. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you that that was a first for me right off the bat, but um, that's how this thing goes down. So my wife drives me because I asked them to knock me out because I didn't want to have any fucking memory of this whatsoever. I paid extra for them to knock me out, but apparently I misunderstood, and what I got was like a laughing gas, like you get at the dentist, so I didn't get knocked out, I could, I remember all of it vividly, and um, not too fucking happy about that, if I'm going to be completely honest with you, so I, she drives me so that, because I, thinking I was going to get knocked out, I didn't think I could drive home, so she waits out in the parking lot, I go inside, and I give them my urine sample, I sit down, I wait for them to call me back, the nurse comes out, Dom, time for you to come back. All right, fine. So her and I go into this large room. It's a large room. It looks like very similar to the rooms that I've gone into to get x-rays done. Okay, there's a large chamber to the room. There's an attached bathroom on the room. There's a, there's a, there's a, like a, an examining table in the middle of the room with a bunch of equipment, big equipment all around it, and a TV on a, on a, on a cart like you're, like you're getting ready to watch a film in school, right? And and it, one of those regular cabinet and countertop dealios, it's slightly bigger than your average doctor's examining room, right? So we go in there, and she leans against the counter, and I lean against the counter, and we begin talking about what the fuck's going to happen. And she tells me, all right, so this paperwork is this, this paperwork is that, yada, yada, yada. Now here's what's going to happen. I'm going to leave, you're going to take off your shorts and your underwear. You can leave on your shirt and your socks. Then you're going to sit down on this examining table. And you're going to put this plastic or paper gown over your lap. And then we're going to be back in the doctor and I. <clears throat> so instantly, uh, you know, I'm like, okay, take off my pants and my underwear. Leave my shirts and socks on. So very much like wandering around at home (laughs) um it's a joke ladies and gentlemen everybody relax um so i'm thinking to myself okay that's fine okay when do i get knocked the fuck out right i'm I'm like i just okay i get it i gotta be you're the first i said to her you're the first woman in a quarter of a century to tell me to take my pants off and sit on the table 
other than my wife. And she kind of got a chuckle out of that. I'm like, just a little bit odd for me. You know, just bear with me. I've never had this done, so forth and so on. So she leaves, and I proceed to get my shorts and my underwear off, and I sit down on the examining table, and I got this plastic thing sitting over me. And uh, she had said before she left the room, she goes, and we got the, the monitor here for you to be able to see the video. I go, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want any memory of this whatsoever. I don't, absolutely none. That's why I want you guys to knock me out. And she had a confused look on her face. So when she comes back, she's like, yeah, you're not getting knocked out. You're getting this laughing gas. You're going to remember all of this. You're just not going to feel it. Just You're just going to feel a little a little pressure. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I don't even want pressure. Right? I don't even, no, 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 no. But there was no other option, so that's all I could do, right? So they both come in, and, and the routine is as follows. He's going to explain to me what's going on. First, she's going to give me this thing that I can stick in my mouth whenever I want and take big drags off of for this nitrous, this, this laughing gas. I'm like, okay. So she explains to me, take three big inhales and exhales first, and then you can take as much as or as little as you want as we proceed. And she hands me the thing, and I start immediately, you know, and just get that shit in me so I can get, and get fucking, let's get this over with. So then, while I'm doing that, she walks around to the other side of the table, and, and the procedure is as follows. The doctor is going to explain to me how this is going to go down, how what he's going to do, what he's looking for, blah, blah, blah. And while he's explaining to me how this is going to go down, her job is to wash the area, numb the area, and then prepare the area for insertion. You with me so far? Okay. Now, you're going to have to forgive me because I'm going to need to take a hit to get through this story. Oh, it gives me the willies. Just let me tell you something. It just gives me the willies thinking about the feeling. <laughs> so she hands me the thing. I start sucking on the uh, the nitrous. And I'm looking right at my doctor and I'm listening to him talk to me, right? Now, my doctor, my urologist, is a good-looking man. Well over six feet. Asian, broad shoulders, well physically fit put together I told you the story about how he he slipped in a prostate exam for me without me saying yes to it without me knowing what was going on because he just had me mesmerized in the conversation well I was kind of hoping for the same level of mesmeration 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 motherfucker you know what I'm trying to say while he was talking to me but I I got okay how do I explain this? Um, let me put it to you this way. Continuing to make eye contact with your doctor and focus on the words he's saying while a woman is washing your junk turns out to be a rather difficult task. <laughs> Um, yeah, who knew, you know, who the fuck knew? Um, I've been with the same woman for a quarter of a century, so only one woman plays with my junk, and I know how she plays with it, and everything's fine, right? And now I got somebody else holding it, and washing it, and sticking numbing stuff up in it, and it's like, hey, 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 how you doing, Tom? Nice to meet you. Um, that's not yours to touch. And I'm, all the while, I'm still trying. Let me okay. If I'm if I could bottom line this for you, I didn't hear a fucking word that doctor. <laughs> I didn't hear a fucking thing he said. He explained to me the entire fucking procedure, and I couldn't tell you one word he said. All I could think about was my dick was getting numbed by this woman off to the right, and how the fuck you guys expect me to concentrate on what homeboy is saying? I mean, I looked him square in the eye the entire time. I shit you not, on my father's ashes, at one point, the only thing I remember about the conversation, at one point he stopped, and he looked at me, and he went, hey, and I thought, yeah, and he goes, 
Are you paying attention to what I'm saying? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Absolutely fucking not. I just kept hitting that fucking, that, that nitrous pipe, if you will. And thinking about what was going on off to the right. And, and, and just basically like, this is like really weird. Okay. There's like a lot of people in the room. There's only two of them and me, but still, you know, it's (laughs) okay. Listen, he, so anyway, whatever. She numbs the area. She washes the area. She numbs the area. I get the breakdown of the whole fucking thing. I don't know what he just fucking said. He gives me the, okay, at the end of his, whatever it is he said. He goes, okay. And I went, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, let's go. And I turn my head to ask the, the nurse if she was done. Right? I don't know why. I don't know what made me spark up a conversation with a woman who's got my little my little my little Pedro in her hands and I do, little is an accurate description by the way boys and girls I'm not here to try to win any awards you know what I mean any hoodles I turn to her to say are you done and all of a sudden I hear out of my periphery you're going to feel a little pressure and as I'm making eye contact now, this is the weirdest fucking shit I've ever been through, people. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was just in eye contact with the doctor while she was cleaning and numbing my shit. And now I'm in eye contact with her while it's in her hands. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to spark up a conversation with her. And the doctor is going in. And I can I know it because I just heard him say, you're going to feel a little pressure. And as soon as he goes in, my face does something. I could feel it do something. Obviously, I can't see it do something. I could feel it do something. And I gave out a little bit of a, oh. And she just looked square into my eyes, kind of leaned in a little bit, and went, just relax. And I was like, oh. What's going on? (laughs) I'm looking into this woman's eyes while she's holding my dick and he's shoving a fucking camera up it. And I'm like, okay, getting old is a fucking trip. Wow. And then he goes, oh, look at this. You got to see this. And she turns the camera, the monitor. Once again, like we're all watching a fucking film in, in fifth grade. She turns the camera and monitor and goes, this is your, uh, what do you call it? Uh, this is your prostate. It's a bit enlarged. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Did you find what you were looking for? Yes, no. Did you look everywhere? Yes. Are you good? Yes. Get the fuck out of me. I don't care about the prostate. I haven't even looked up one online. I sure as fuck don't want to see my own on a TV screen right next to me while there's a wire inside my dick and you got your hands wrapped around it. <laughs> <clears throat> so he shows me the enlarged prostate real quick i go yep cool awesome he zip, pulls that fucking thing out of there he's like all right we're all good go get your cat scan so we can take a look at your kidneys yada 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 and he leaves and now i'm left in the room with her and she's like wiping gel off of it <laughs> and i'm like sitting there going okay could you just, I just need a bathroom and like five minutes of privacy <laughs> because I got to take a piss, put my clothes on and evaluate every life decision I've ever made in my life. <clears throat> She's like, yeah, there's a bathroom around the corner here, sir. It's a private bathroom. Take as much time as you need to get dressed. Drop this piece of paper off with the nurses at the, at the ladies at the front desk on your way out. And we'll see you in one year for a follow up. And then she just leaves, and I'm left sitting there with numbing gel on my dick, no pants on, needing to piss, having just been inserted with a camera. And it dawned on me at that point 
that that doctor double penetrated me within the last two weeks. <laughs> he had been in my ass and my dick. And I was like, we, that can never happen again. Never. Now, I didn't feel it from a pain standpoint, right? Because they did, they numbed it. They gave a local, and I was hitting that fucking nitrous as hard as I fucking could, right? I'm getting my fucking $50 worth, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> but I still, I felt it, and it was not comfortable at all. So, we finished the thing. They didn't find anything, by the way. I got no tur- no tumors. Uh, they're, they're saying that my enlarged prostate is the reason why I'm going to the bathroom so goddamn often. Uh, but they do still want to get a look at the kidneys uh, just to rule a couple other things out. Anyway, get done with it, leave, get in the car, drive home with my wife. I'm pretty much silent all the way home because I'm you know, like, fucking just violated and shit. A little bit later on that day, I went to go to the bathroom. And um, yowzers, did that hurt. Now, keep in mind, I'm 48 years old. I've never had a catheter. Not once. I've had one surgery in my life. It was when I was days old because I was born with a double hernia. I've never had any major medical issues in my life. I've never broken a bone. I've never had a debilitating disease. I've never had to have a hospital stay at all. Other than when I was extraordinarily young. So this is all new to me. And I had no idea... You know, I should have put two and two together. You just had something shoved up your dick hole. It's going to be a little tender for a minute. Not to mention the fact that it was something that was going the opposite direction of the way everything else comes out. And so it hurt. It hurt. That first pee really hurt. And I was like, oh, God, no, 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 no. And I just kind of, like, left it be. I was like, let me just, let's see how it feels on the next one. And sure as shit, the next one hurt as well. And then I started to think. And then I started to talk to my wife. She's like, what's the problem? I'm like, listen, it's just that, you know, it really hurts and blah, blah, blah. And she, me, she was like, yeah. And I was like, listen, it's not. I'm not even concerned about whether or not it's going to hurt when I pee moving forward. If that's my life now, that's my life now. Is it going to hurt whenever I start chunk and spunk again? Because that's not going to be an option. If it's going to be, you know, if it's going to, yeah, I said chunk and spunk. I don't want to hear about it. Having sex, passing the gravy, putting Percy in the playpen. You know what I'm knocking boots. You know what I'm talking about, goddammit. Because we can't have pain associated with that particular fluid evacuation. Now, everything's gone back to normal, so that's all good. But yeah, it was a little bit of a concern for me for a hot minute yesterday. Or, the, not yesterday, that the day it happened. I don't know why I said yesterday. Forgive me. Zero out of ten, by the way. Don't recommend it at all. If you can avoid that procedure, do so. Um, I wish they would have knocked me the fuck out. Still, didn't like any bit of that. Uh, I will say this, though. It is amazing what they can do. How I can be sitting on a table looking at a TV screen right next to me, watching a live picture of the inside of my bladder. It's very fucking impressive. So, from that standpoint, we have amazing medical advancement in this country. Still makes my brain hurt how we can't get past the medical marijuana stuff, but it's neither here nor there. Anyway. That's my uh, how I got double penetrated by a uh, urologist story. Now we got to move on to the political shit because there is just a shit ton of political shit to cover. Unfortunately, this week we have just got a ton of political stories this week. So let's dive right in here. Um, right off the bat, we're going to talk very briefly about how Nira Tandon had her name pulled from nomination for the director of the office of management and budget. Biden had nominated her to be the director of OMB. And she was in the process of her confirmation hearings. And um, I I can't believe this is even being said, but um, 
opposition to her grew because she had made some mean tweets about members of Congress prior to her being nominated. Yes, there was some Democratic opposition to this. Mainly it was on the Republican side, and I am fucking disgusted at the fact that Republicans don't think that mean tweets are a qualifying past event for anybody that's going to be in a cabinet-level position but are just fine for presidential-level politicians. Because not one of these motherfuckers gave a shit about all the shit that Trump tweeted over the last four years. They didn't need it. Oh, they completely ignored all of that shit. But Nera Tandon? Yeah, she can't be director of OMB because she had some mean tweets. The Republican Party and Joe Manchin of the Democratic Party are hypocritical scumbags. I mean, listen, Manchin is technically a Democrat. I get it, but barely. Kind of like West Virginia is barely a state. And he opposed her from the Democratic standpoint. So that instantaneously took away a vote, right? You need the 50. Instantaneously, that takes away votes. Now you got to pick up a Republican. And the Republicans were looking slim and none. And it looked like Lisa Murkowski might back her nomination. But then Lisa Murkowski reached out to the White House and said that she couldn't back her nomination. So there was no Republican votes. And we were missing a Democratic vote. So therefore, her, her nomination was going to lose. So they had no choice but to pull it. And it's just, it's just hypocrisy. It's, it's rank fucking Republican hypocrisy. Now all of a sudden... Tweets are a disqualified, former tweets, past tweets are disqualifying circumstances and factors. Okay, fine. Unfucking believable how their hypocrisy is on full fucking display, and yet their, 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 their base will continue to vote for them over and over and over again, despite the fact that they are just hypocrisy driven fuck nuggets. In other political news, Texas Governor Greg Abbott lifted all mitigation efforts this past week, including the mandate to wear masks. Now, businesses can obviously still implement whatever rules they want in their places of business. So Walmart or Target or Kohl's can still make you wear a mask or deny you entry into their store. And schools and school districts can still decide whether or not they want to allow people to wear masks, but they don't have to based on a state mandate anymore. And I got to be honest with you, it's probably the least shocking thing Texas has ever done, right? I mean, Texas literally deregulated their citizens to death, and that wasn't enough for them. So now they're just going to go ahead and lift all mitigation efforts. Texas is a living example of how deregulation is a horrendous fucking thing. And how Darwinism is spot on fucking accurate. I know people keep talking about Texas is going to turn blue. We're right there. We're on the cusp. We're going to get them. No, you're not. I'm sorry. Texas is not going blue in my lifetime. I will be fucking shocked if they do. Texas is a stain on this country. You remember the, once again, do you remember the, the, the fertilization, the fertilizer plant explosion in West Texas? Deregulation. The power outages, the, 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 the windmills freezing and, the, and the, 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 the preparation not being done for the natural gas plants. Deregulation. And now here we are lifting all mitigation efforts while we're just starting to get our hands around things. That's the thing about it, right? Just starting to get our hands around things. Okay, the, the vaccinations are flowing. We're keeping our numbers in check by, by, by practicing mitigation efforts. And then Texas and Mississippi, by the way, shocker, right? 
Could you think of two more backwards-ass states? Texas and Mississippi. I mean, maybe Florida and West Virginia. But Jesus fucking Christ. And by the way, the right wing doesn't even see the fucking hypocrisy when they keep telling you that it was blue Democratic governors that shut down their blue states and caused their economies to tank on purpose. Had nothing to do with Trump. Really? Then why would there be any mitigation efforts for Greg Abbott to lift? Just saying. There are no mitigation efforts to lift if no Republican governors put forth any mitigation efforts. Republicanism runs Texas. And yet there were mitigation efforts in place. So it wasn't just blue governors. And now the red governors are just like, eh, fuck it. This thing's over with. Everybody go back to normal. It's amazing. And then if that wasn't bad enough, if the Republicans weren't trying to have their constituents be as least safe or as less safe as humanly possible by doing away with mitigation efforts, then the congressional delegates do this. Every single House Republican this week voted against COVID relief package. Every single House Republican voted against it. That's the stimulus checks to the, the to their constituents. That's more PPP loans for businesses that are suffering. That's more money for local, county, and state municipalities that are not seeing the revenues that they should because nobody's fucking working. All of that, every single Republican said no to that. So when this passes, Republicans who are listening to this, when this passes... The Senate, which is, is, it's going to pass the Senate. It's just going to take a minute because Senate Republicans are threatening to make the entire bill be read aloud on the floor of the Senate in order to delay it. So in other words, you're hungry right now. You haven't worked. Your unemployment has run out. You don't know what to do. And you're kind of hoping for that stimulus check to just get you through maybe another month. Yeah, Republicans don't think you need it. And even though they know it's gonna, you're still going to get it because the Democrats are going to win this fight, they're going to slow it down as much as humanly possible. So just keep that in mind when you're cashing that stimulus check. When you're able to go to the grocery store, remember who gave it to you. And remember who said you shouldn't have it. Fucking mind-blowing that that's happening. Absolutely mind-blowing. This week also saw CPAC, last weekend actually saw CPAC, that's the annual convention of uh, conservative fucknuts. They get together every day for a, uh, or every year, for a long weekend kind of hillbilly team building exercise, if you will. And uh, they have several speakers. And they had your typical conservative speakers this year. They had Ted Cruz who went to Orlando, it was in Orlando this year, he went to Orlando, gave a speech in which he said, Orlando is awesome, but it's not as beautiful as Cancun, making a joke about when he took off for Cancun and left his constituents to die without power in the state he claims to love. Yeah. Keep it fucking classy, Raphael. Anyway, the crowd at CPAC was told that they needed to wear their masks because it was still somebody else's building and they were renting the space. And the crowd started to boo and chant freedom. Yeah, freedom. I guess the owners of the venue don't get freedom, huh? If I was the owners of the venue, I'd have gone in there and kicked them all out there on the spot live on TV. Anybody who's not wearing a mask goes right now. Let's see him fucking spin that one. But it was allowed to go on. It was allowed to continue. And eventually, Cheeto McFuckstick himself got up to speak because he was the big closing act on Sunday. 
And, of course, he went through all of the greatest hits, right? Hasn't learned a fucking thing. Continued to talk about how the election was stolen from him, how he won this election. Got the crowd chanting about how he won. He talked about how Dems used COVID to cheat. He talked about how he might just have to go out there and beat us a third time. This fucking guy is a turd that won't flush. First of all, you haven't beat us twice. But let's just say you have, then you don't get a third one. You only get to win the presidency twice, fuckstick. So unless you admit that you lost the 2020 election, you don't get to run in 2024. But it doesn't matter because he's not going to run in 2024. He's going to milk his sheep for as much money as he possibly fucking can before he makes the announcement that he's not actually running in 2024. And they'll keep giving him the money because they're too fucking stupid to know any better. And that's literally what it boils down. They're too fucking stupid to know any better. They need to believe in something bigger than them because their life is empty, because their life is meaningless, because their life is miserable. They are unhappy people. And he fills a void for them, or at least they think he does. He is only there to take your money. Now, what I found particularly interesting about the entire CPAC event is the uber-religious crowd that goes there, the, the don't-worship-false-idols crowd that goes to these things, literally had a life-size gold statue of Donald Trump. A literal golden idol. Think about that for a minute. The uber-religious Catholics and Christians of the right wing were stopping by to take pictures with, and in some cases pray at the feet of, a gold statue of Donald Trump. And you fucking people want to tell us to stop saying you're in a cult. Are you out of your fucking mind? That is the definition of cultism. You're worshipping a golden statue of a politician. You have a mental illness and you need to see a professional as soon as humanly possible. Listen, you could still be a supporter of his. You could still say, I would, love to, I would have loved it if he won the election. I would like it if he ran again. But when you continue on with the he never lost, and oh, by the way, I'm going to stop by and worship at his feet, the feet of his golden statue, you're in a fucking cult. You're in a fucking cult. And you're not mentally strong enough to realize you're in a cult. Which is probably why you're in a fucking cult. Because you're a weak-minded individual. You're literally too fucking stupid to know any better. And where can we find proof of that? We can find, we can find proof of that in the millions and millions and millions of social media posts on a variety of social media platforms leading up to yesterday, March 4th. Yesterday was the day that the QAnon supporters said that Donald Trump was going to return to Washington, D.C. and be inaugurated as the true president, the 19th president of the true republic. There's a whole big story behind this. The, the, the QAnon folks believe that the United States hasn't been a nation for some time because it was sold to London or somebody in London and that we've been a corporation ever since then and that every president that's ever come along has been the president of the corporation of the United States of America but not the actual country, the United States of America. And it was Trump who declared bankruptcy on that corporation. Now, that sounds about right, because he declares bankruptcy on everything he fucking touches. Um, 
and that he, we are now a nation again. And so he was going to come back on the, the true inauguration date, which used to actually be March 4th. Uh, it was March 4th back when it took a long time to travel from the various states to Washington, D.C. for the inauguration as modern technology and modern advancement and travel crept into our life. We shortened it from March 4th to January 20th so that we would shorten the amount of time a lame duck president has in office. So they view March 4th as the be-all, end-all. That's when Trump is going to be inaugurated. Well, and it didn't happen. It just, it didn't. The only thing Trump did in regards to Washington, D.C. for March 4th is raise the rates of the, the rooms in his hotel for all of the fools that were going there for a non-existent inauguration. So I want to spend this last segment here talking directly to the most hardcore Trump supporters. Now that you've seen March 4th come and go, now that you've seen with your own eyes, you've witnessed it yourself, that Donald Trump did not come back, there was no inauguration ceremony, Joe Biden is the president, can we now finally end this bullshit? Is it now over? Can you finally see that this QAnon bullshit has twisted your minds and that you've all been used and lied to? What else is it going to take to wake you guys up? There is no Q. It's somebody playing with you. There is no Q. There was no corporation of the United States. There is no real inauguration. Joe Biden is alive. It's not all green screen. He is actually the fucking president. You're being used. You're being manipulated. And you can't fucking see it. It's time for you guys to wake up, okay? It it is time for you guys to face reality. And and listen, you don't have to like Joe Biden. You don't have to like a single fucking Democrat. You don't have to like anybody. You just have to acknowledge reality. And then go to work to work harder to win the next election. To get the person you want in there. But seriously, what now? What's the... Q followers who are hardcore Trump supporters. What now? What's the the plan of attack? Is the date going to move? Is it going to happen somewhere else? What's the reason why what you guys said was going to happen didn't happen? And what's your reaction to it? Guys, I'm being as serious as I possibly can with this last segment here. You're being manipulated. You're being lied to. You're being used. These people are the political equivalent to televangelists who bilk you for money. Only they can get more of you to send more money because they've got you convinced that your very freedom is on the line. They've got you convinced that your very way of life is on the line. It is stunning to me how many weak-minded individuals live in this country. I mean, I know of at least 70 million, right? 74 million. It's stunning to me. 
you don't have to agree with our policies. You don't have to like us. We don't have to uh, agree on anything other than what the fuck reality is. And the reality is, is that you guys got taken for a ride twice now. Okay? The generation before you got taken for a ride in the form of the Tea Party. Right? Fiscal responsibility. We got to get our house in order. We got to take back our government so we could stop the spending. And then you got Donnie in there. And he blew a fucking hole in the deficit and caused the debt to explode yet again. After Obama had cut government spending by two-thirds. You got taken for a ride. And then Q comes along. And you're all being taken for a ride again. Q has people believing some of the most asinine shit I've ever heard in my entire life. Q's the one that got people believing that Hillary Clinton was running a child sex ring out of a non-existent New Jersey pizza parlor basement. It's the people that follow Q that don't believe that Obama was born here and think that uh, Biden has dementia. I had somebody this week tell me on TikTok, ask me on TikTok how I can explain that all of the lights in the White House go out at the same time every night so that they can march a a, a parade of children that Joe Biden has been abusing out of the White House under the cover of darkness. Can you fucking believe this shit? Right here in my town of Shanahan, we got a bartender at one of the local establishments who's a QAnon fucking loon. Believes that Trump has been hunting pedophiles since the late 80s. I mean, it's a much more detailed explanation than that, but yeah. It's just, they will believe anything that is put up on a QAnon message board. Anything. They're the Ron Burgundy of political constituents. Trump was right when he said, I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot someone, and I wouldn't lose any followers. He's dead right. You want to know why? He knows exactly who his followers are. They are the fucking slavishly devoted cult followers. Who will literally follow him to the end of the fucking earth. No matter what he does. I'm just trying to wake up one of you. Just one of you. Maybe if one of you wakes up, you'll go wake up another one of you. And then they'll go wake up somebody while you work on somebody else. And we could get a little bit of a spider web effect going on here. Guys, you've been lied to. You don't have to agree with democratic policies. You don't. You just need to wake up and realize you're being played. Let's go back to debating the issues. Let's go back to debating the policies. Let's go back to debating the topics instead of what we have become during the Trump era, which is debating reality. Seriously, that's what we're doing. We're debating reality. We can't even get to the policy disagreements because we can't get past what reality is. How do we have, excuse me, how do we have a policy discussion about the minimum wage or about energy independence or about foreign intervention or trade policy or women's rights or any one of the number of things that we need to have a policy discussion about. How do we have a policy discussion about anything 
when we can't even get past whether or not Trump is actually going to be inaugurated on some secret inauguration day. We're in a bad fucking spot in this country. We're in a real bad fucking spot in this country. People like to talk about how we're a divided nation, and I always argued about the whole divided nation thing. No, we're not a divided nation. We're just one nation that has people that disagree on things, and that's the way it's supposed to be. I made a video for my YouTube channel a little while ago, a day or two ago, in which I said, you don't want, whether you're left, right, in the middle, it doesn't matter. You don't want a society filled with people who think the same way as you do. I know it sounds exactly like what you want right you don't want anybody out there who doesn't want to take away you know a gay person's rights or is trying to raise raise your taxes or or any one of the number of things that you would oppose right but you want differing opinions you want opposing points of view because without two opposing sides challenging each other each other on a regular basis we don't advance as a society right we don't we don't challenge ourselves. We don't push ourselves. We don't have breakthroughs. There, we, we stay stagnant because we're happy with what we have, right? We create our own little utopian society, and we exist there. And that's not what we're looking for. But we're also not looking for a society in which 30 to 40% of the society can't even agree on reality. This is not, fuck, I can't stand Joe Biden and I can't believe he won. All right, we got to get back to work and see who we can elect in 2024. No, it is, no, he didn't actually win. This is all a lie. This is green screen. He's dead. Trump's actually running the country. You're going to see he's going to be inaugurated on March 4th and he's going to be dictator for life. Watch. No, we can't even get to the policy. That's dangerous. And it doesn't help matters when he goes out on the stage at CPAC and reiterates the same lies, the same alternate reality. When he goes out there and he says, we won the election. No, you didn't. When he goes out there and says, we might have to beat him for a third time. No, you didn't beat us twice. You've got to stop telling the easily manipulated people of this world lies to make it seem like their nation has been stolen from them. And don't think that it's a coincidence that just a few days after Trump says it's CPAC, that Dems used COVID to cheat in the election, that all of a sudden Mississippi and Texas lift all COVID restrictions. There's a correlation there. We got a lot of shit to fix in this country, folks. We got a lot of shit. We have 30 to 40% of this country that doesn't agree on what reality is. We have people who don't, can't fucking listen to the scientists and are lifting all mitiga- mitigation after. It, it's, it's stunning to me what's going on in this country. I had all of that ready to talk to you guys about, and then the whole medical marijuana thing happened. I record this on Thursday for Friday, so when I'm speaking to you, it's actually Thursday. And the whole medical marijuana thing happened this morning, and it just got me fucking riled up. And then I pull up my notes for the fucking podcast to speak, and I'm like, all right, and there's another list of shit that's going to fucking rile me up. And I'm going to be all fucking salty for the rest of the goddamn day. So if it's Friday and you're listening to this and you go back and you watch my Thursday TikTok videos, you're probably going to see a lot of saltiness coming out of me because now I'm all just fucking amped up and pissed off. So, uh, fuck it. 
you go get yourself some herb, go get yourself some margaritas, order yourself some tacos, enjoy your fucking weekend. Uh, that's all I got for you this week. I don't even know what the fuck else to say other than we, we're, we're in a bad fucking spot, and I don't know how we get out of it. I honestly don't. So, once again, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. It's kind of a shitty way to end the show, but I'm just all fucking kinds of salty right now, so... Enjoy your weekend, round the edges, have one for me, and we'll talk again next week. In the meantime, as always, stay grateful.